Who's Favored? Sports Talk with Clint Pitchford and Hunter McBride. All right, well, welcome in to Who's Favored. This is episode four of the podcast. And Hunter, we are now up to 152 listeners from our past podcast. That's certainly a good number that we want to continue to grow. And uh, tonight we're going to recap the draft and we're going to talk a little bit about when we may see some actions. A lot of sports uh, starting to get the ball rolling of announcing when they may be back in action and um, got some horse picks at the end, but we'll save that to the end. Um, we'll start off with the draft, though. What did uh, what was your overall reaction from the draft? Uh, I enjoyed it, man. It was uh, good to see see some action, see some guys that you had, you know, spent all year watching. Um, and uh, I hate that it wasn't, you know, live. It, there were some curveballs there with the video going on. Um, but it was exciting, man. First, first several picks kind of went pretty chalky as expected. Um, but after like the top six, uh, there's a lot of a lot of reaches and a lot of things that that I I for sure didn't see. Um. Well, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, the, towards that back end of the of the first round, you know, that was sort of uh, something that kind of threw some curveballs. And um, but I tell you, going into it, I almost treated it like you know. I think you had mentioned it on the last episode. I it almost like I was getting ready to watch the big game. I had some wings, and you know, and I was sitting down, ready to go, and fired up to get to watch something, you know, live for the first time, and tired of seeing all these replays. So. I was excited. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the big names that we thought would come off the board came off the board early, and um, like you said, a lot of a lot of shocking uh, picks towards the end. Um, I think a couple of the big headlines, obviously, you know, the, the couple of picks that stand out to me is obviously, you know, uh, Rugs getting drafted before Judy and Lamb. You know, that was kind of a uh, not a crazy pick, but you know, it was a little bit surprising just because we was led to believe, you know, that. He would probably be going maybe third or fourth out of the wide receivers, and and then obviously probably the the biggest curveball from from the uh, you know first round of picks was you know uh, Jordan Love getting picked by the Packers when they've got Aaron Rodgers on board. Hey, I agree with you. The rugs for me, man. That was <clears throat> that was my take out your four hundred one k, put your house on it bet last week. Um, rugs over uh, eleven and a half. What eleven and a half? Twelve and a half? Um, uh, I think Ruggs was at uh, 13, and, and Judy was the one that everybody thought would go around 11 and a half or 12 and a half. So, well, um, Ruggs, Ruggs over under was 12 and a half, and that was my bet. The okay. house pick was, was over. So, when it pulled up to pick number 11, and there hadn't been a wide receiver drafted, I'm sitting there licking my chops, man. I thought that was it, thought I had it. Um, and the Raiders, I, I, yeah, I felt like they were going to take take a skill guy but i did not see rugs coming off the board right there so that that was definitely a shocker um lost a lot of money on it um so uh you know wasn't happy about it but i am an alabama fan i'm a las vegas fan uh so rugs pairing up with uh with josh jacobs there with and gruden there in vegas man that's exciting uh we're gonna have to go out and catch a game sometime this year yeah absolutely and i think uh i think uh, you and mitch both uh, lost the best bet on that one pick because he had Judy to be the first wide receiver to go off, and you had the over on rug, so that, that hit both the the uh, the best bets didn't cash, and I think he winded up hitting one on a on a nice little uh, plus money. I think it was plus one twenty five for the third pick. Uh, 
um, to be the uh, the cornerback that got selected in the I think the third pick overall. But um, yeah, uh, rugs out to Vegas. That's going to be huge. You know, um, I think that 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 town and that that city will definitely bring in you know a lot of fans into that area and hopefully uh, give them the the boost that they really didn't have out there in Oakland because California's got so many teams now. It's hard to really right. you know get a, a strong fan base, even though you know they do have a, you know one the largest population state-wise that it's still having, having so many different teams to pick from, you know, it's almost like you can easily just be a bandwagon fan and just get on the hot team when they're hot. You know, 20 years ago, there wasn't that many Golden State fans. And now, you know, they, a lot of, you know, Californians, I think, have abandoned the Lakers over the years and hopped on Golden State. And now they're doing the opposite and fading Golden State and hopping on the Lakers. So, um, yeah, rugs to Vegas is exciting. I think Denver got a steal with, with Judy falling to, to 15 and, um, and then I even think you know Dallas. Dallas has said, come out and said they didn't have a they didn't have a CD Lamb really on their board to draft. But when he failed that far, they were looking at it as you know, do we draft need or do we draft best player? And I think they just did you know drafting a best player there. And uh, some teams were doing that. Some teams were obviously drafting need, and that's why it threw me a curveball with the Packers because everybody knows you know that. Rodgers, you know, he has Darvin Adams, but outside of him, he really doesn't have a strong wide receiver core, and he thought he'd get a wide receiver maybe first round, at least by second round, and lo and behold, they don't even take a wide receiver in the draft, right. and uh, and then they get a quarterback in the first round, you know, so Brett Fars came out today and said, you know, on a talk show that he uh, thinks that before Aaron Rodgers' time is up, he will wind up playing for another team, much like he did. <laughs> So there must be something just deeper in that in that Packer program because, you know, there's something that I saw a, a stat on too, the first-round draft picks that the Packers have taken over like the last eight years or something, there hadn't been one, like, skill guy. Um, so you're telling me you went from, from you know, Aaron Rodgers and, and Brett Favre and, and you haven't taken any guys to, to put around them? Uh, Rodgers has go, still got two to three years of good football in them. And I mean, they right. they won 12 games last year. So you're, you're telling me you're going to take a, a first round QB over, you know, a couple of, of those uh, wide receivers or, or even, you know, you could have reached up and, and took in uh, a running back there um, to just give him some weapons. But yeah, Jordan love that, that was a shocker. Uh, it didn't shock me to say that he go in the first round. I would have never thought that he would have went to the Packers though. That was a, uh, you know, and Aaron Rodgers just kind of shrugged it off from what from what I from what I saw. Right, and and I guess in that situation you kind of had to do that because you know Aaron is is viewed as the leader of that organization. So, um, you know he's he's their key player, and um, you know everything sort of revolves and is built around him. So you know he's got to sort of lead by example. So probably his true feelings he's not going to really let out to anybody, but. That's kind of what Brett Favre was hitting at. You know, he's probably got a little chip on his shoulder and sort of a – I think his quote was, a bridge has been burned, you know, that uh, it's probably not ever going to be repaired between him and the organization. But, um, but yeah, that is shocking to, to think that they've had those quarterbacks and not really had the, the skill set that, you know, some of these other teams had. You know, you look at, you know, teams in the past when, you know, um, uh, right off the – my you know, right off coming off the head right here, I think of Kansas City – you know, with all the weapons that they have. And then, you know, um, Denver a few years ago had elite receiver and core, you know. So, um, if you just put that quarterback with, you know, three or four studs out there, you know, imagine what he could do. 
Yeah, uh, watch what Brady does this year. <laughs> right. Be, you know, give him give him those athletes. And Aaron Rodgers is, you know, kind of just had the one one man show. Whether it was, you know, Randall Cobb of old, or you know, or Darwin Adams now, um, give the guy a couple more players, and they can be an elite offense. But yeah, that was a shocker. Um, but you know, overall, it it was, it was a good draft. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, we had we had uh, five Bama players go. Um, was really excited about that. Uh, you know, I'm now a Miami Dolphin fan. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and speaking of which, uh, I'm not sure if you heard this, but uh, just I think recently, I don't know if it was over the weekend or, or in the past day or so, but um, uh, recently um, Tua has now signed an Adidas deal. And I don't know all the details of the contract, but I'm hearing it's around $33 million for about five years. Uh, so, wow, what a, what a contract to sign with Adidas. And and there, you know, he's essentially going to be one of those guys that makes more money from marketing than he actually does from the team. Right. Good for him. Good for him. He, you know, he's been through a lot. Everybody's questioned how the injuries, how he's going to hold up, uh, you know, in the NFL when he's got those big guys bearing, barreling down on him. But, uh, you know, I wish him the best. I mean, regardless, Alabama fan, I think you hear everybody across the, the league has respect for him um, and, and wish him the best and hated to see how his career ended at Alabama. So, I wish him the best. I don't, and I don't know this, but my speculation is he probably won't get a lot of playing time year one, especially towards the beginning half. I, I think they're going to play it safe with him. Uh, you you take a top five pick and, uh, and and a guy that's, you know, still fresh off of a, a major, major surgery, major injury. Um, they've got to give him time to fully recover because the last thing they, they do throw him in early in the season and, you know, something happened. So I think, I think it'll be a while before we see Tua slinging them pineapples in Miami. Uh, could be wrong, but that's just my speculation. Yeah, I definitely think that's something that, you know, they'll, they'll have to think about, you know, uh, coming in, you want to sort of allow him to have a little bit more time to heal, but then also give him some time to, you know, uh, learn the, the system that they're wanting to uh, implement down there in Miami. So um, I see that he'll be, uh, I believe it's the, the number one Jersey that uh, they've came out with that he's, he'll be wearing. Obviously the 13 was retired from Dan Marino and, um, and he obviously respected, uh, you know, Dan Marino and said he, he didn't expect to wear it. You know, he understood that the number was retired. He, he never asked for it. He, he has total, you know, respect from what Dan Marino did in the past. And he sort of viewed as the, the Miami legend, even though, you know, the, the numbers on him, you know, he had a, from, you know, from a Super Bowl standpoint, overall achievement standpoint, he was no Tom Brady, but he did put up a lot of passing yards and, and he had a lot of, uh, a lot of records that he broke. Um, in the NFL during his time. So Tua definitely respected him there. And, and Tua's a class guy. And, and I think, you know, Jalen Hurts is another one. To see him go. And I think uh, he'll be one that, you know, a lot of advertising companies will market that way that he handled himself at Alabama. You know, it's very rare to see that and stick behind another guy, you know, and then come in and win the SEC championship. And then, you know, sort of left on good terms and everybody sort of understood why he was leaving. But, he handled it really well, and I think that'll be a huge marketing tool for, for some organization that wants to sort of, you know, um, sort of show off that good character. Character, the chip on the shoulder, you know, yeah, something with a lot of edge. Um, yeah, I agree, and I'm happy for Jalen, too. Second round, um, 
was it fifth quarterback off the board uh, going ahead of Jake Fromm and, and Easton, a couple of those guys that were projected to go ahead of him. That's exciting for, for, for Jalen to see what he's been through, the adversity, the, the, the work that he's put in. He said from day one, he's a quarterback, right? I'm, 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 I'm a quarterback. And he didn't, he didn't waver from that. Uh, so I'm excited. And I think Philly's a great fit for him. Um, uh, you know, one of the quarterbacks that I looked at and compared Jalen to in the NFL was Carson Wentz. Um, I mean, a, a tough guy, gritty guy, not going to be the best passer in the world, but he can pass, um, runs the offense, uh, can, can move with his feet, can make things happen. Um, I compared him the, straight up to Carson Wentz. So to have him behind Wentz almost as, hey, this guy can run this offense – you know, can spell him, can come in, probably play some H-back um, spots. And uh, I think he comes in and makes an impact the first year. You know, um, I'm, I'm excited for him and looking forward to see what we can see from from Jalen. Yeah, I definitely think he'll be one of those guys, you know, kind of like, um, you know, they've, they've done with, with the Saints quarterback. Uh, uh, I think yep. it was, was the BYU quarterback. Hill, oh, yeah. Uh, um, I think I think that'll be perfect for him. You know, come in the system because he's an over, like you said, he's an overall athlete. He can do a little bit of everything, and um, you know, I think you know maybe maybe being a wide receiver is not really his forte. But you know, if he runs a bubble or runs a little slant or something, you know, he's got the athletic moves to, to catch it and go. So um, I definitely think that that'll be something that they have. Um, you know, he's sort of can use them all over the field. So just an overall athlete, you can do a little bit of everything with. He'll they'll have some packages for him for sure. I think. Um, I do want to talk about one of our sponsors tonight before we move on. Um, what we're doing tonight's uh, a podcast off of Anchor. And if you haven't tried or heard about Anchor, it's one of the easiest ways to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute that podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can actually make money off a podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app at anchor.fm to get started. Download the free Anchor app at anchor.fm to get started. All right, so, yeah, um, obviously the the big surprise, you know, was uh, uh, the quarterback from the Packers getting drafted. And then, you know, towards the end, you know, we did have – I do want to mention, you know, we did have uh, one of our uh, original hometown heroes um, get drafted and uh, Anthony Jennings getting drafted from Dable, Alabama, uh, putting a little Dable, Alabama on the map, uh, winds up getting drafted. I believe it was uh, in the, the – Yeah, round, what a great right? kid too, man. I, I watched him grow up. He, he actually played ball same same age as my, my brother. Um, just a straight stand-up guy. Um, wish him all the best. And what a story, man. He's going to be able to say that he played under – two of the greatest coaches of all time in, in Nick Saban and, and Bill Belichick. So um, that's, it's exciting. Uh, I can, you know, put, put Dave on the map like that. And I think he's going to do well. He's got the size and the speed. Um, you know, Belichick doesn't play around to take defensive guys. Um, he, he knows what Saban has to offer from his defensive scheme. They're good buddies, good friends. So for him to reach and, and take Anthony, I, I think, you know, he's going to, going to get some good uh, mentorship under under Belichick and really um, see some early playing time there there uh, in New England. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, uh, I think Belichick and, you know, Saban, obviously they've they have a good relationship. And and you've, we've seen this in the past, you know, a lot where 
I think that, you know, uh, Belichick really, you know, respects Saban's opinion. And he, I sort of think when he's, you know, drafting guys, he's sort of looking at who, who Saban has coming out, you know, and, and gives that a, a strong, you know, view. Cause you know, we've seen a, a couple of picks in, in a recent memory that, you know, have, uh, come right from Alabama onto New England. And, um, you know, I was thinking at the time when they had Brady, you know, what a perfect fit, you know, if they could grab, you know, uh, this was about a year ago when I was thinking about this. I knew Judy would be right off the board early. And at the time I was thinking that Ruggs may go late first. And so I was thinking, you know, if they could get him a wide receiver, you know, like Ruggs or somebody like that in the slot, um, you know, that'd be a perfect weapon for Brady. But, you know, of course, a lot of things have, you know, transpired over the past year and, Boy, things didn't really work out. And now right, he's got now the times have changed, and now you got Belichick sitting there with, with you know Auburn alum Jarrett Stidham, uh, quarterback. You got you know I, I don't know that he'll be a starter, but you still got Alabama alum Damian Harris there at halfback. Um, so it's you know I, I love Belichick. I, I can't sit here and say that I'm a diehard New England fan, um, but you got to respect the 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 Belichick ball. So. Um, Right, and Hightower. Hightower was the other one a few years ago. Oh, he wanted he's to still, get his still there with him today. So, yeah, that's exciting. Good for right. Anthony, um, and best of luck to him. So, uh, yeah, that's that's exciting. Well, you know, we're moving on to the uh, getting ready to hopefully get everything back opened up. I know some states are, are changing their, their rules daily, and, you know, in Alabama, we're sort of easing that back up. And I know it's frustrating for a lot of, you know, businesses that can't get open back up yet. But, you know, in the sports world, uh, what are you what are you thinking may be the first sport that we sort of see in live action? There's a lot of speculation. Um, you know, a lot of states are opening back up May 1st with some different, you know, phases. Um, as of here in Alabama, it's still not uh, – they're still not allowing sports or any type of practices or anything to open up. Um, but I think we'll see that change over the next two weeks or so. Uh, basketball has been the first thing that I've heard that, that's going to open up the NBA, um, which, you know, coming from the players, they say they need a good four weeks of, of prep time to get back in before diving back into, into action. So, you know, if these, if these NBA teams can get, get everything set up to where they can start practicing come, you know, next week, then we could see, we could see June 1st. Um, we could see some action. Uh, same with MLB. They're, right. they're trying to, to schedule it where they can get, you know, get an extended spring training going on and, and, and possibly try to get some games started June 1st. So I think right now we probably won't see anything in May. Uh, but as long as things keep progressing, uh, I think we could see stuff as as soon as June first, which seems like a, a decade away. But um, hopefully, it'll you know everything will get back to normal sooner than later because it's been a rough, rough spring. Oh, for sure. And yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I don't see anything really sort of getting back uh, sports wise in May. But you know, I, I think this is the month that we. You know, sports was kind of the first thing to go before all the businesses shut down. So I think we do it sort of in, you know, reverse order when we're opening things back up. I think, you know, a lot of the businesses will open back up and then we'll see the sports on sort of the tail end. Like we saw the sports take action first because of the crowds. And, 
And I'm interested to see how that'll affect, you know, when they do open it back up, you know, I could, I could see something where, you know, the first time they do open it back up, they, they either have no crowd or limit it, but I imagine that wouldn't last long. And, and by, you know, July, I think we're, we're rocking and rolling back to normal, but, you know, I think may sort of testing the waters to see, you know, once we get everybody back going normal, how, uh, how that sort of affects the numbers with the, with the coronavirus, right. obviously it's going to go up with, with more testing, but, um, and more movement, but I think there'll, there'll be a lot more people immune to it and, and hopefully we'll find a vaccine and be able to put this behind us before too long, but, uh, you can never tell. And another thing you can never tell about is, uh, when an accident's going to happen. And if you are trying to make sure you're covered during an accident, look no further than Alpha Insurance. If you need a local agent, you can call one like yours truly, Clint Pitchford in Prattville, Alabama, for all your home, auto, and life insurance needs. Having a local agent you know and trust matters when it comes to filing a claim. Why not go with a company that has one of the highest claims satisfaction ratings in Alabama? Call Alpha Insurance today. Um, yeah, so one of the things I do want to mention is, uh, you know, I'm not going to give out his name, but uh, sort of uh, our little over-under segment of a good good story, bad story situation. Um, I've got a little uh, nice little good story of a guy. He, uh, he's a, a guy that, that I knew um, from probably maybe 10, 12 years ago. I used to do some uh, yard work for him. And like I said, I'm not going to throw his name out there and have everybody, you know, uh, uh, you know, calling him up if somebody did listen, but, um, he, uh, he's a very wealthy guy and he invested in, uh, the Exxon, uh, stock and with all the oil companies, you know, sort of, you know, being a sort of a roller coaster stock right now. Um, this was probably about a month ago. Now, granted he had the money to do this and this was a huge investment, but, he bought 130,000 shares. I think it was around $30 a share of uh, ExxonMobil stock. And um, yeah, that's four and a half million that he spent on this stock. So obviously this was uh, something that he felt good about. Um, he had uh, told me in the past that he made great money off of a couple different stocks when 9-11 hit. And anytime there's a big, you know, sort of a devastation takes place in in the our country you know the stocks plummet but then they always usually rebound and and so you can sort of get in on some good stocks and yeah just doing the math he's up like 2.3 million in a month wow that's incredible um gotta have money to make money that's what they say uh you know to invest 4.5 and, and get back 50 percent returns right there in a month um good for him uh yeah, and, and and really, with everything going down, especially any gas stock um, and oil companies over the last uh, you know week or so, you can almost take a dart at the wall and and just throw it. Whatever you invest in, you're gonna make something. Now you may get lucky and hit that bullseye and and double or triple your investment, but man, everything right now is is the time to get in uh, and and really try to get some returns and ride the ride the economy back up out, out of this recession that we're in. Yeah. And, you know, um, you know, we, we know, uh, we know our way, our way around the casino pretty well. And, and, and that's, uh, something, you know, that has done, uh, really well in the past week or two. And, um, the MGM stock is going up, you know, um, uh, Penn national gaming, which we, uh, have been following for a while. You know, that's uh, something that they've, they recently bought, bought in with barstool sports. So that's something that's been on the rise, but, 
the you know the cruise lines, airlines, all these that sort of you know tanked earlier, they're sort of starting to climb back up these past few weeks, and and I think we'll continue to see them rise. You know, uh, as long as we don't have a you know a major setback anymore, I think uh, we'll continue to see them grow. And um, whoever has had the cash, like you said, got to have money to make money. If you, if you've got it and you uh, are willing to put it out there and take that risk and that investment, because it is a gamble just like anything else, but uh, a little bit more uh, you know on a uh probably probably just as big of a gamble but maybe uh the risk you know is not uh not that uh you know crazy as you know playing a random hand of blackjack or taking a spin on a slot machine but um but yeah it's definitely a opportunity for you know a good investment to make some money uh while we have no sports that's probably the one thing that you know sort of gives you that action thrill yeah and i've been dabbling a little bit trying to you know learn my way around um the stock market has been, been, you know, it's been fun to say the least. You, you get that thrill, that rush as, as if you're pulling a slot machine or something like that. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've enjoyed it over the last couple of weeks. I've done, done okay. Had some ups, had some downs. Um, but with that being said, you know, what, what do you think with, with some States opening and some, you know, the economy starting to open back up, retailers are starting to open back up uh any hurt or any anything you hear from vegas or maybe biloxi as far when they plan to open doors again you know i haven't checked but you know i i would think you know that they're 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 going to be one of the you know the first businesses chomping at the bit to you know get back open so you know as soon as they get to go ahead the obvious you know thing with them is you know they're going to have to you know fight the fight the whole you know overcrowded situations because people are wanting to get out they're wanting to go do something uh they got their stimulus checks they're wanting to spend that they've probably not been going out spending money so by default you've right. sort of been able to save money um so some of these people that are normally used to blowing it are probably gonna you know want to jump in on at the bit to get in on these some of these casinos and and then you run the risk of you know hey how how do we wipe down these machines right. you know do we uh, is everybody going to have to wear a mask? Cause you know, some States now are trying to, you know, enforce that. And, and then, um, you know, are, are, is the dealers, you know, are they going to wear a mask? So, you know, there's a lot of, uh, uncertainty for how they're, they're going to handle this, but, you know, I, I fully think that, you know, th- that they have some guys that are going to come up with some type of a health plan that is going to benefit the, the, obviously the workers first, because they're going to be, you know, around most of the players, all the time with different players coming in and out. So they'll have to, they'll have to have some protection for them. But then you also got, you know, the risk of all these machines and everyone touching these slot machines and things like that. So they'll have to have a good little game plan going into it, but I'm sure that over this past month, having all this downtime, they, right. they've worked yeah, I could definitely see when they somebody reopen. like our, our previous guest Mitchell tank Aaron, um, you know, going down to Biloxi or, or to Vegas and, losing everything he owns and his shirt, all his stimulus money and, and then turn around trying to say that he got COVID from the casino. So that, that's uh Oh yeah. That, uh, that, that definitely is, is a, as a Mitch tank Aaron story right there. Right. That I can right. see that totally happening. So, um, and with, and, and with the possibility for lawsuits out there, yeah, that's something they definitely got to, I think, I think you almost got to have, you know, almost signs at the door. Hey, right. enter your own risk. Kind of well, thing. And, and once again, I think things are slowly going to start back opening in phases. 
And as long as we don't take a negative, you know, step backwards and all of a sudden, you know, people are getting reinfected or, or you know, cases start doubling, tripling um, what they're regressing right now, I, I think we'll slowly see um, uh, after phase one, phase two, we'll, we'll open it back up even more and, and get things back to normal. So, Absolutely. So uh, one of the last things I wanted to talk about tonight, and we're, we're definitely, uh, you know, going to make this probably a little short and sweet podcast tonight, but um, definitely not going to be one of our long ones. Uh, I do appreciate all the, uh, all the listeners listening to especially last week's episode, our, our numbers continue to climb. And if, uh, if you're listening tonight and you want to uh, hit the uh, subscribe button and subscribe to our podcast, you can do that. A lot of, a lot of our listeners either, uh, listen to us off of the Anchor app, or um, you know you can find us uh, under iTunes under Who's Favored. So definitely appreciate our, our growing number there. But I uh, want to share a little bit of uh, some horse racing knowledge with those that don't know it. Uh, before I get to it, I want to mention one of our sponsors being uh, for horse racing is Express Bet. Express Bet has a new feature called First Bet. It's a handicapping product that allows you to a user to watch over 200,000 past races to identify horses with key winning patterns to help better select the best horse possible to win the race. Join Express Bet today and start winning. And uh, actually, if you don't have an Express Bet account, you can go on there and create one. And, and they actually give you, I think, about a 10 or $15 sign-up bonus right off the bat to create you an account. And you can even bet on the uh, races that I'm going to talk about tonight. You know, Hunter, I, I know you're you're not the you followed me on a couple uh, bets in the past with the big Kentucky Derby races and the Triple Crown races and things like that. But obviously, you know the the Kentucky Derby has been moved from the first weekend of May, which should be this weekend. Uh, it's been moved to the the first uh, September Saturday. Uh, so right there, when college football is kicking off, is when we're also going to have the Kentucky Derby. And uh, the Kentucky Derby is ran for three year old horses. And so now allowing a horse that essentially is not going to be able to run at May to, in September that you're talking about four or five months. So that's a lot of growth room for a three-year-old horse. And uh, in four or five months, you know, you could have a horse that probably may not be ready to run in May, but it's going to be a freaking stud in September. So uh, one of the things that uh, you have to do to get into the Kentucky Derby is win a qualifying race and one of the qualifying races is the arkansas derby typically ran last month or the first week in april now it's going to be ran uh this weekend so uh obviously there's been a lot of horse racing tracks that's been canceled so a lot of owners have wanted to get their horses into a qualifying race normally this arkansas derby has about 10 uh, entries in it and this year they've gotten about 20 so we've i've never heard of them doing this but they've actually uh, decided to split the race up and so we're going to have an, an arkansas derby one and then two races later on the card we're also going to have an arkansas derby two so having uh, multiple races uh, definitely is something that i've never heard of i'm not sure if, if, if you've ever heard of such but uh, uh that's something that sort of caught me off guard and um, as a as a guy that likes a little action, I, I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah, it sounds like a bit exciting weekend for you. Um, I will probably try to tell uh, tell you there as well. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy watching it. I love you know uh, the excitement. I love I love picking some numbers, pulling some horses, the pure gamble in it. Now I couldn't tell you um, 
anything about who's what, you know, jockey this, horse this, who's, you know, three years versus two year old horse. I don't I don't know any of that. Um, but you tell me what horse right. to pick, which numbers to play, and I will roll the dice, baby. So yeah, if you're in on that this weekend, let me know. I'd I'd love some of that action and uh you know, I don't know if you got any tales for the listeners um that could possibly hop on as well. Yeah, I've got a little something uh, I want to give out. And, uh, you know, one thing that I like to do to, to make a little money is um, either either you're, you're betting, you know, if, if you're not familiar with, with horse racing, um, you, there's several different things you can bet on. Obviously, the, the most common thing that people want to bet is, is uh, you know, just to win. And um, there's a couple of horses in these two Arkansas derbies. Uh, you know, Bob Baffert, he's well known for, for horses like uh, American Pharaoh and Justified, these horses that, um, you know, win the Triple Crown. And we actually uh, saw, you know, American Pharaoh win on my bachelor trip in New Orleans. And uh, it was the first time since I think like the 70s that, you know, a horse had won the Triple Crown. And then, you know, lo and behold, you know, I think about a year or two later, he does it again with Justify. So uh, we've actually seen it a couple times from Bob Baffert. Uh, have he uh, trained some really good horses? Um, has a, some really good investors that you know pick some winning horses that they pay you know two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars for a horse, and uh, winds up you know returning them several million. So he's got two horses that are undefeated right now, and he entered them both. And luckily, lo and behold, they both get drawn into separate races. So they're not even going to have to race up against each other. And, you know, I think you're, you're foolish if you leave them off of your tickets uh, this weekend, but he's got two. I prefer one over the other one, but the one that I really like uh, is uh, the number one horse in the first Arkansas Derby. His name is Charlton. And uh, he's two and zero, oh, and so with obviously only two races, a lot of these horses have four or five races under their belt by now. But he only has two races. He's young. Um, if the Kentucky Derby was this weekend, I would probably wouldn't love him. But the fact that he's got some room to grow, by the time we get to September, he's probably going to be you know one of my strong leans to win the Derby because he's going to have three or four months to grow and get even better and get a little bit more experience under his belt. So. Um, the, the first draw wasn't that particularly strong with horses that have had a lot of key winning uh, success. So uh, that's the that's the horse that I really like in the first race. Uh, between uh, races, the Arkansas Derby first race and the second race, uh, there's the Oakland handicap for uh, four-year-olds and up. And I couldn't tell you who's going to win that. There's a lot of good horses in that. But the, the pick that I'm going to give out tonight is it's a pick three. And it's basically we need we need to hit – all three races and have the winner on our ticket um, and, and all three. So uh, it's a $1 pick three and every different combination is going to cost you a dollar. And obviously you're just looking to hit one. Uh, so that $1 ticket may turn into a couple hundred, may turn into several thousand, but um, I'm going to take a shot here and say that the, the first Arkansas Derby race, I think it's race 11 on Saturday. I'm going to go with Charlton the number one horse, and the number 11, uh, Bassan. He's a, he's a closer. In case there's a fast pace, he might just luck up and, and, and win this thing. He's finished third and fourth in his past two races, but they've both came on muddy tracks. Uh, the, the second race is that Oakland handicap. Uh, I don't really have a great feel. There's a lot of great horses in there, so, so we're going to hope for some bullshit to come in, and let's, let's uh, hit that tote board and get some high odds, 20 to one, you know, 30 to one odd horse come in 
So we're going to hit the all button on our ticket. So we're going to play the one and 11 in the first race, and then we're going to hit the all button in our second race. And then finally in that third race, uh, Bob Baffert's second horse, who, who is probably the Kentucky Derby favorite right now. If, if the Kentucky Derby was this weekend, he would be the favorite, uh, Nadal, um, just like the tennis player. Uh, he is the number five horse in that second uh, race. Um, I think you're foolish if you leave him off the ticket. Um, I'm going to take a shot and say that, you know, he doesn't win. Uh, there's another horse in there that I think we could get 15 to one odds on Farmington road. He is the number 10 horse and, uh, he was closing at a rapid pace at his, uh, last race. They ran a mile and a 16th and he lost, came in second. Um, and he was closing at a rapid pace and, uh, he really turned it on on that home stretch and, and now they're going a mile and an eighth and, Typically, if you see a horse that is closing but can't get to the finish line in time and now you're giving him more distance, um, that's something that definitely could favor him. So I'm going to take a shot and say that he's my top pick for that second race. And uh, But I, I'll, I'll include Nadal in there as well because he's definitely capable of winning it. So we're going to go with a 1 and 11, and then we'll hit the all button in the second race, and then we'll go with a 5 and a 10. So um, quick math there is basically 2 times 14 times 2. So if you're playing this for a dollar combination, it'll cost you 56 bucks. And, you know, depending on, you know, if we get two of the three favorites in there, you know, you may only win, you know, maybe 200 bucks, which is, it wasn't bad for a $56 investment. And again, only one of those is going to win. So it's only that $1 ticket that actually wins for you. So, um, but if we hit maybe two bombs out of there, you know, um, you're talking, you know, maybe a uh, thousand, maybe 2000 and, and lo and behold, if we were lucky enough to hit, you know, our bomb pick in, in the races where we only have two horses selected and you hit a bomb in that middle one, you know, I've seen, I've seen these pick threes turn into, you know, uh, five to $10,000 right. for a well, dollar ticket. Like I said, you send me the ticket, baby. I'll, I'll send, I'll send the money. I'll punch it in, whatever I need to do. I'll follow your coattail. I know you've been close on a couple of these recently. So, um, uh, I know, you know, ins and outs better than I do. So, uh, just let me know where to follow. Yeah, and and that'll be my picks. Um, I, I'm gonna just for you know just for giggles here. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, say that I'm I'm investing eighty dollars in these races, and, and I would advise you to take the one and eleven over the all over the five ten. That's fifty six dollars there, and then um, Arkansas Derby one. If you take a a one dollar exact box one eight and eleven. Those three numbers right there uh, cost you $12 for that. Um, you know, all you're needing out of those three horses is for two of them to come in. And then Arkansas Derby 2, uh, I will take a $1 exacta box with a 5710. Again, that'll cost you 12 bucks too. So all in all, that'll be $80 investment. So we're going to see on um, on the show, uh, you know, next week to how we how it come out there. So. Uh, but that's my Arkansas Derby picks for those that want to tell. And um, other than that, you know, Hunter, I, I don't have a whole lot of, you know, info tonight. And hopefully we'll uh, have a little bit of, uh, you know, sort of uh, feel for when we're going to open this back up. And um, maybe we'll be Sounds like a winner, by sir. Um, thank you guys once again for, for catching us. And uh, I know we're a little down on, on the action that's going right now, but. Uh, the light is at the end of the tunnel, so um, sports will be here before you know it. We'll be able to cap our, our favorite sports, our favorite teams, and uh, look forward to, to, to getting back to normal soon. Sounds good. We'll see you guys next week.